Hey, Luke, what should I expect buying my first laundromat? That's a great question. We've got Pasquale, a.k.a. Pat, with us today from Connecticut, and we're going to answer just that question. Welcome back to another episode of the Williford Bros. We are your hosts, Luke and Lee Williford. We are joined and honored to be joined by uh, Pasquale. He goes, can I call you Pat on the show? Yes, I can. Uh, uh from Connecticut. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Pat. We uh, met each other. When did when did we first meet each other? Back in November, I think. November yeah. of 2021. Yep. Yep. Started working with him. He was interested in getting into the laundromat business. Uh, vetted a lot of different stores. Uh, let's just first tell him a little bit about yourself, your background in sales and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us who you are. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, Typical corporate sales guy, uh, used to work for a, a Fortune 1000 company, I uh, did really, really well, but it, there was no fulfillment in it. And so throughout the years, um, you know, you kept looking for more, right? You'd go into work and, and you'd realize, man, I have to do this again and I, I've got to ask people permission for ultimately how to live my life. So there was always this desire for some sort of accelerated income, passive income, financial freedom. and. I started dabbling in real estate. I bought some some multifamily properties. I bought some commercial real estate, but um, and eventually I, I had an opportunity to go work for a real estate investor out in the Midwest. So, you know, as as Luke has found out, I've, I'm I'm a quick to excitement kind of guy. So on a whim, <laughs> sort of quit the job, went out there for a couple months, learned what I could, came back, started pursuing my own thing, and now I'm working for a uh, a performance and mindset coach on his sales side of things. Run all the intro calls for him. And as I've been doing that, I was still looking for that secondary income, right? Because mm-hmm. it's still, I'm trading my time for the money. I'm a sales guy, so my income is tied to the amount of phone calls I can make. So I ended up finding, or I got introduced to an individual named Cody Sanchez. She's an influencer, ex-private mm-hmm. equity woman who is big on buying small, boring businesses. And someone in there had started talking about laundromats on mm-hmm. one of her, her, her things. And... Um, did a little due diligence in my area and started looking at data and stuff like that. And it seemed like a really, really good opportunity. And so I started reaching out to some laundromat owners connected with another individual you work with, Greg, through my current job, right? He's, he's getting coached as well. Um, he introduced me to you and it kind of took off from there. Um, but yeah. Absolutely. So I, I do some coaching, uh, laundromat coaching, just to help other guys out. That's kind of what spurred this, uh, the Wilford Brothers as well, just to answer some of those questions. We've been through a million different yeah. questions. <laughs> um, I remember first talking to Pat, and his excitement is just, I loved it. He had me sold on whatever we were doing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we all desire for that. But he's, he's been very successful in, in sales, yeah. and, and he's looking in the laundromat business. And I told him it's a, it's a different animal, um, but I'm going to help you. So I've been mm-hmm. able to help him. Uh, we've got a store under contract. Um, we're supposed to close when? Next week. Supposed to close next yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. What had been your experience with laundromats, laundry, up to the point where you decided, I think I want could get into this business? Minimal. Yeah, okay. mm, absolutely minimal. To the point where I don't even do my own laundry. My <laughs> wife handles that chore. And, and uh, it, it's very, very minimal. But it when, when you're looking at the industry, it, it's something i mean it just seemed prime for disruption right it was almost a a necessity that there wasn't a lot of positive customer experience in certain you know as as the legacy industry and so Mm. when i started looking at different businesses and different opportunities it was like yeah i mean you you have to do this but 
just because you have to do this doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I came from, you know, uh, uh, I wouldn't say a high income family where that, it, it could align to that type of necessity in a number of different ways. And mm-hmm. it, it just kind of stinks that not, you know, you, same thing with real estate, right? Is some people will look at housing and this is a box that prints money, but it shouldn't be. It's someone's livelihood. It's the same That's thing good. with laundromats, right? Is, is yes. you have to go in here, but just because it's necessity doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to enjoy it. And then yes. with the advancements in technology and stuff like that, and then you go into one, like the one we're working on now, it's like, this could be great. And it, it, it it's, wouldn't be difficult to get it to great for your customers, as well as getting the benefit of that yourself. Um, and so it kind of took off from there. You have it. drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, very much so. <laughs> Especially this week. Like, yeah, uh, I was telling me last night, I was like, honestly, yeah, buying a laundromat is great, but now I want to buy one just to hang out with everybody that I've met this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's incredible. You hit on so many parts. And if, if you just listen to this, skip back a minute or so, listen to it again. Pat just summarized so much about where this industry has been and where it is going. It is changing. It's a, there's a paradigm shift, and it is changing from it's just a hunk of metal uh, inside a building that produces some cash flow for me to serving people and communities well, and you you hit on that big time. And you don't even own your laundromat yet, yeah, so yeah, no. you know it it's is. incredible. You you have the passion, you have the vision, and you're going to execute on it by closing on your first door here next week. Yeah, um, man, that's yeah. awesome. And yeah, he's got on the Wash House laundromat shirts, <laughs> but he is going to be branded. The brand is going to be Pat's Laundromats, right? Yes, sir. Yep. And we're putting an S on there because. There's a lot more coming. Yeah. There's a lot more coming. <laughs> we, we speak that into fruition. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. A few details I want to share about this acquisition. Mm-hmm. We won't talk numbers, but uh, Pat called me and he said, I've got this space. And you tell the story about the fir- yeah. our first so, call. The first call. So when I first got connected with Luke, I was like, all right, I've got this list of opportunities. And my approach to finding an opportunity was kind of, all right, let's lean into the sales background. And what I did is I found a data set, mm. every laundromat in Connecticut. Uh, I use virtual assistants to find out the name of the owners, the, their like <laughs> home addresses, which is possible with the internet. <laughs> and so I sent them all direct mail. Mm-hmm. And so it ended up creating like a funnel to a certain amount of opportunities. And the first time I had one where a guy reached out to me, it was an ex-bank. It was, um, you know, the, the older individuals looking to get out. It had a basement, it had this and that. It came with the real estate and then the one I'm working on now. And I sent Luke probably like a four page email with like every detail you could possibly <laughs> think of. And I was like, all right, this one's this, it's this one, it's this one. I was all jacked up. And he's like, all right, let's not waste another second on this one. (laughs) I literally, he wrote the long email. (laughs) But I knew it was way overpriced. It was not in the right area. It it was like on a second story, and it had a basement. basement. Um, So he, of course, was like, why? And we explained that. He's learned a lot. Yeah, but that's the value I'm looking for, right? Tell me. Like, yeah, that's absolutely move on. For, from my experience, yeah, let's yes. move on. Avoid let's as many stupid taxes as you can. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it, we, we only have so many resources and energies, and I didn't want yours to be weighted to another second on that specific location when it could be working on finding the right one. Then yeah. we found the one that we're working on now, Yeah. and supposedly there was two buyers, right, yep. that had offers in, um, and, 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 you know, it was listed for let's just we're not using the accurate number say 250 i said well we're gonna buy it for half that you know these yeah. aren't the actual numbers and he said what do you mean we're gonna, yeah, like, we're gonna sorry, buy what? it for half that he's like what do you mean i was gonna make an offer at like 240 or or 10 percent under asking price i'm like no we're gonna buy it for 50%. like yeah for 50 percent he's like what he said no they've already said they have an offer for 
for you know uh, almost the asking price. I said, "Well, that's Casper." He said, "Who's Casper?" I said, "Casper is the friendly ghost. <laughs> that that is not an offer. There's no legitimate buyer." And he said, "How do you know that?" I said, "Well, just trust me." He said, "Well, he says he's got a buyer. This is the the uh, seller, the laundromat owner, who's ran it into a zombie mat." And uh, anyway, a few weeks later, a few days later, Pat calls me. He goes. Dude, you were right. There's no other offer. How did you know that? I said, well, I just know, man. He's like, and, and so they were using it as leverage. And our industry is very different. You know, you go to buy a, a residential home and the value is what the value is. And, and you know, it is what it is. Well, um, we, a lot of times they just, there's no way of, of, of understanding. It's old equipment. There's, I mean, we worked on evaluations this week, but what we're buying in this acquisition is the utilities that are there, mm -hmm. the existing customers, of course, but this guy has no business operation or brand that, that brings any value. Yeah. So what we're doing is we are eliminating a competitor in the market. Um, we're getting into a really good lease and, uh, and we're buying the store from the previous owner uh, for, for the value that it actually is, which is the infrastructure that's in place. And uh, we're going to utilize that infrastructure. Um, but I, I, I think that's just very good for those listening because I've got other clients across the country and other people that we work with sometimes, and we hear horror stories of, of people overspending, Ali calls it paying the stupid tax. Stupid tax. <laughs> and we don't want to do that. I mean, I yes. hate to have those conversations and explain to somebody, you know, if you spend too much on the front end, there's no room yes. for you have ROI. Less capital. Yep. You have less uh -oh. capital to reinvest and, and make the improvements that your customers are really looking for, the improvements that you want to differentiate yourself from your competitors. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, when you got your first, uh, you know, quote proposal from your distributor, you know, I was able to cut that in half too. I told him, I said, you know, your first uh, quote from your distributor is going to literally give you a heart attack. So I wanted to prepare him for that. So oh, and it did. It did <laughs> yes, give him a heart attack yes. because, you know, they want to put as much equipment in there as they can and just really pack it full of equipment and, uh, and give you these crazy projections. Mm -hmm. um, whereas we want to we wanna stay sophisticated in what we do, make yes. sure we're efficient in purchasing, efficient in, in building out. Um, the space and, and making it a business. Like Lee said earlier, it's not a commodity anymore. You know, it's a, it's a business. We're not just selling uh, water and utilities through, a, through metal. You know, no, this is an actual living, breathing business and your customers have a choice. The people in this area have a choice of where they go. And in, uh, in this area, we want them to choose Pat's laundry mm -hmm. mats. Yes, that's right. So. so what I'm hearing is, if you are looking into buying your first laundromat, Sellers are not going to underprice yeah. their laundromat <laughs> business for sale. And a distributor is most likely not going to provide you the original quote with how much equipment you need. It's gonna be it's gonna be stuffed with a few goodies, a few extras, maybe a few extra turns per day projections that you're not gonna see out of the gate. So it's very, very important to avoid those stupid taxes and this is real money. This is your money. Uh, yep. To know that, to know that there's value in, in listening to podcasts like this, um, Laundromat Resource, so many others, so that you can gain the knowledge that you need so that you go into this thing with both guns loaded and you can make a powerful difference um, in your customer's experience and in your life. I mean, in, in, in the trajectory of your life, hopefully you develop this incredible chain of laundromats in, in Connecticut and or wherever you happen to be 
and you can you can change the trajectory of your life and and make an impact and continue to push this industry uh, in the right direction. Absolutely. And those are important important parts. Every customer is going to see that investment. They're going to be uh, they're going to feel that love. They're going to feel appreciated when they come in. And and Pat's Laundry Match, you taking those first steps may provide employment for other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is about people, you yes. know. And and uh, and I'm just excited for you to get open and uh, and get this thing get this yeah, thing I'm going. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. yeah, Pat, what's the what's been the most uh, difficult thing that you've encountered along the way? Even oh, a couple. I, yeah, I wish I could answer that directly. I, I feel like every day uh, there's a new difficulty that gets introduced. But um, I mean, for me, I think it's just it's it's the lack of for, the expectations going into laundry. I think are completely different than the reality of someone that isn't exposed to people like you guys. Is it's not just buy the laundromat and get the cash flow and collect the money. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's difficult. Like this is not That's an good. easy due diligence phase. This is not an easy transaction there's been more things that have popped up that i ever expected to have yes happen. the unexpected and mm-hmm. you know it's that's tough there you know I've, I've had days where i've talked to my wife and it's like ah, there's there's no way to like like how, how am i gonna finish this transaction and then luck i mean luckily i can lean on you experts and it's like well it's this 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 and this and so i think the most difficult thing for me it was this is not easily like navigable on my own you know what I mean? It's 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 really not because some of the interactions with the seller, with the utility companies, with the landlord, with um, the distributor, with the contractors, it was just, you know, I, I don't speak this language, number one, quite mm-hmm. yet. You know, I jumped in full force and mm-hmm. there's certain, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I would say the most difficult thing is I didn't expect any of this, right? Yeah. I didn't expect, yeah. I did not expect any of this and I didn't know when I went in there, the the transaction like for acquisition, I figured okay, purchase price, cash flow, fine. You know what I mean? Little did I know, it's like okay, no, we need to look at uh, the lease, we need to look at the age of the equipment, we need to look at the utilities, we need to look at the Missing current expenses, own, yeah, expenses, <laughs> the, the the building, right? And then I, from a real estate perspective, it's like okay, I buy a property, I put a renter in it, and it cash flows. Not like that at all, right? Mm-hmm. And all of these things outside of just regular market value or like multiplier of profit impacts what you should buy it from mm-hmm. um so i think that was been the most difficult thing is i, I didn't expect any of it yeah yeah that's, that's good. good yeah yeah i mean i think just construction and all that goes into it you know i took things for granted on conversations you know people don't know about hvac and and plumbing and piping and natural gas and and ventilation and stuff like that those little things on the construction side and then they don't know about the lease and and you come into it trusting we all trust everyone we encounter and i think that's what we're trying to bring to the industry is transparency yes trust so so conversations are real and and that that laundry mats are elevated to another level and that customers benefit from it but ultimately the owners do too when they take it seriously but our industry you know hasn't been transparent you know and i think that day's coming one one location at a time um but for a guy like you and for those watching um you know don't take everything you hear do you do your due diligence on what the seller says or the landlord or or whatnot and, and prove it on paper you know and the lease is so important um you know i'll add to that too i think also the a, a huge difficulty piece getting started was there's a lot of things you can't prove on paper or there's a lot of things that yep. intangible this is yeah like mm-hmm. this is 
this is what they're saying, this is what's possible, but this is what's been proven in the past, and I didn't have this, right? Like I could it's go a missing in, piece, yes. Yeah, I could go in and I could look at an equipment mix and say, do the math on, okay, four times a day, but all right, Luke, based on these demographics and this population and this competition, what is a good equipment mix? What is actual possible revenue? And like, how do I figure out, yes, I'm gonna put X hundred thousand dollars in new equipment, but am I gonna get this money back? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to, I didn't know how to determine that. Yes. And I know you guys did a show on, on like capacity, but still that kind of blows my mind in a stage that I haven't got to yet for like the next store is how do I look at the store and know this is what equipment mix and capacity I need to do based on what I think I could do from a, a revenue. revenue. Mm-hmm. So that's been an interesting learning curve and I definitely valuable. Yeah. That's good. good. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, hopefully <laughs> it will have saved you money on the front end and make you a, a higher net yeah, especially margin, you know, yeah. on the back end. And the first thing we did, we make sure there's the people there. I always say the worst thing in the world is to throw a party and nobody come. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. you welcome know. to my world. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, to make that huge investment in the market's not there. So we did the demographics first, ultimately before we look into the lease and all, just mm-hmm. to make sure that mm-hmm. the the demand is there and um, yeah. it's it's there in this instance. And uh, yeah, I think. Uh, that's good. I hope I hope the listeners can grab a lot of these nuggets, and yeah. you may be going through the same thing. And you know, I hope this episode really helps you. I do too. I, and this is evergreen. And these principles that we've talked about, these little nuggets that we've talked about, but you listen to this over and over and over. Take some notes because it it might save you ten, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars as you pursue and eventually close on your laundromat. And I mean, that's priceless for a free podcast. You know? yeah. yeah, we've got them on turns yes. per day. We've all been there. We, we've paid the price along the way. You know? Yeah, we've got them on who, who who should buy a laundromat. You know, we've got a lot of these things. Look back uh, through these and, and answer. Those are all free. And then reach out to us and let us know how we can help you yes. um, get through get through these stages. And like Lee said, I mean, $100,000, a half a million sometimes and set you up to even do better. Um, you know, just by knowing some things and not making some mistakes on the front end. Yes. Well, this was great, Pat. Um, yeah, thank thanks you. for being on, man. What yeah. a beautiful day. What a beautiful time. Thank you for being here. And, uh, yeah, man, excited about where this is going to go. Yeah, Hopefully we're going to close next week, but we never know. You yeah. know, I mean, this is a ever-evolving yeah, thing. It's dynamic. Yeah. Still working on some lease things. So, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. Thank you for being on. Yeah, Thank you guys, guys for joining in. We'll um, get you back. Yeah. Pat's laundry mats uh, is, is coming to Connecticut uh, very soon. And, uh, yeah, man, that's awesome. And where can people find you if they want to connect with you? I'm on uh, every every social media you could think possible, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my full name is Pasquale Zingarella. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, great. Well, reach right. out to him. And, and uh, yeah, now thank you guys for listening. Hope you took some uh, nuggets and get some value out of this. Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, do all those amazing things. Uh, we love you. God loves you. Thanks for listening in. And, uh, Pat, again, thanks for being with yeah, us thank today. Thank you, guys. Thank you for yeah. everything. All right.